0: You're listening to a nine to .cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're gonna be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www9 to 5cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. so excited by this because we've always like every year that we've done the Fantasia podcast we've always like sort of like teased that maybe we'd have some other people who watch movies come on the show and talk with us but the most it's ever usually been is like our girlfriends or like Sophie but this is like a legitimate film critic a person who ostensibly is a professional our, uh, right. our <laughs> friend of uh go plug yourself uh also a podcaster and you the arts and entertainment editor of Cult Montreal is joining us Alex Rose everybody hello hello hey alex how you doing good how are you yeah i like the i'm pretty good i like the fact that you're phoning in because it makes it seem even more legitimate, like possibly you're like in los angeles right now for some fancy <laughs> screening and not just like on the other sure. side of town
1: sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> you want to make it Uh, I get invites to screenings, and I don't know how they get my email, but I do get invites for screenings in LA. Yeah. But I don't, like, I, I tried to tell them. I don't want to, I think it's just, like, part and parcel with the job like yeah i guess to, like to be in contact with everyone
0: you're yeah, exactly like you're obviously uh working for cult montreal you're on like the, the next level up from us and our podcast but even i still get like i think fantasia is a big one it's just like you kind of end up on like a lot of pr firms yeah, like yeah, lists yeah. and then they're just sort of like oh movies like uh, i haven't gotten too much in la but i've got a lot of east coast stuff like i'll get a yeah. lot a lot of stuff for toronto obviously because we're canadian and i get a lot mm-hmm. of stuff for new york too and I was, i'm always kind of like hmm, do I want to go to New York this weekend? Just like for shits and giggles, but almost... I have
1: actually once gotten one when I was in New York, and I was just like, how am I going to, you know, obviously you don't want to spend your vacation time going to see a movie that's going to come out in a week, but, yeah, you know, it's a, I did. I did think about it for a while.
0: If it was like something really cool, it would maybe happen. Uh, probably so, yeah so anyway so Alex has seen a couple of movies John's here also he's our he's hello say hi to the fans uh Alex has seen a bunch of movies that we uh, that we haven't seen you you saw the uh they gave I guess what the, the Fantasia Lifetime Achievement Award to Takashi Miike was that yeah what's the actual right. name I didn't
1: was? I didn't see I wasn't at that one okay that screening uh I saw that movie Terraformers I saw uh, on a screener, but I was at uh, the next, the next day when they showed us the God will, God's will, and Takeshi Biki was also there.
0: Okay, cool. And I mean, it makes yeah. sense that they gave him some kind of award. I think there's like, there's uh he's had a movie at every at l- episode of the festival, Sometimes yeah? he's had multiple movies, because yeah. he's yeah. like the most prolific, insane filmmaker in the world. Like, he slowed
1: down a lot now though, but I think, uh, I read somewhere in 2000 and 2001, he had 15 movies each year. Wow, shit. <laughs> which is just insane. Yeah, I was going to be like
0: he's slowed down. He's only making like three or four a year now. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Jesus Christ. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll talk about the Takashi Miike ones first. So sure. uh, I have I have no idea. I mean, I think one of them is a uh, the the kind of a battle royale situation. Is as the God's Will.
1: Right, that's as God's Willie. Yeah. and the other one is kind of, I would say, like a Starship Troopers meets the Power Rangers situation. I like both <laughs> those things. <laughs> I'm, uh. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm with it. So let, let's do Terra Terraformers first, because that's yeah, the one that sure. I, I guess seems that was the one that he he got the award at, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And it was the uh, lesser of the two films. For it kind of sure.
0: it kind of sounded like it, because I mean, it's, like.
1: Uh, yeah, it's based on a manga. Both actually both films are based on a manga, but the uh the one that uh Transformers is more uh, people hate that manga more. What? Partially because the bad guys in the comic book are drawn to look like ex- extremely muscular black men. Wow. And, wow. and they have a lot of bling and stuff on it on them and this didn't pour over into the film which is uh kind of a good thing okay uh (laughs) he didn't just
0: go with the like the bad guys are muscly blinged out black guys he didn't just roll with that
1: the design the character design is quite similar i guess but it's not as uh it's a little toned down uh so just to like kind of sum up what the movies about Mm -hmm. in uh the future we've like kind of fucked up earth earth is no good anymore so the japanese government has found a way to like kind of repopulate mars with like our environment and our ecosystem and they also sent cockroaches and moss up there to make sure that (laughs) things could live and the cockroaches uh mutate and become like 10 foot tall mutant, muscular cockroaches (laughs) that are destroying everything. So they round up, you know, kind of the dirty dozen, like a bunch of uh, criminals and people that are on death row and uh, there's like a Yakuza and stuff like that, and then they shoot them with sort of modified bug DNA that gives them superpowers.
0: Wow, okay.
1: And then they go up to Mars and then they have to destroy all of the... um, Cockroaches. The cockroaches, who are like, you know, uh, Thirty feet tall, twenty feet tall. I'm not sure they're quite tall. <laughs> that sounds
0: and fantastic. And there's
1: varying levels of them, of sizes of them, and uh, and they're CGI, and and their CGI, to be honest, is quite bad. Okay. It's it's quite stiff. It kind of looks like, I would say, like a cut scene from a video game from at least ten years ago. Jesus. Okay. Like really kind of stiff. They look. The faces of the of the aliens look like Mac Mac and me. Okay. <laughs> familiar. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Really yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: That that great they, scene where uh he, the guy in the kid in the wheelchair shoots down the hill. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and Mac is you know so expressive as th- as that happens. Yeah. So, they, <laughs> so ha- they have like claymation faces, but on CG bodies, or just like uh, no, really poorly animated faces.
1: It's CG, but the design of them, like the buggy ears and the kind of okay, like, okay. bulbous forehead and all that, is is pretty Macky. And so it's pretty, it's pretty silly. I think it's kind of on purpose silly. I think the, I would say like the special effects are not like, on purpose bad, but they are, they understand how bad they are.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean like he he did the uh, the Ace Attorney movie a couple years ago too, right? Right. Yeah, so I mean like I think that there's like a part of him creatively like understands making some silly nonsense for the sake of making silly yeah. nonsense. So,
1: and in that sense, like it's silly and it's it's pretty, but it's also kind of sort of so silly and uh like every time someone morphs into their power there's like a voiceover narration that's like uh takashi has the power of uh, the ant the ant can lift as much as good like you know it's like really kind of <laughs> like a video game is talking to you and uh like kind so, of pokemon-y yeah a little bit yeah and and, it, and it, it's gory so like it's like, but everyone gets like decapitated and the heads explode and stuff but it's not i mean i enjoyed it for how it camp- and kinda of shitty it was, but like it, it was a little um worrisome that this was made this year. Like it kinda of seemed like I would have loved it if it was forty years old and I would have been like, oh, this is like you know, like it's a throwback, but it's not really. If it was like it's more sort of, of like working within the parameters of their limited means, I guess.
0: Like maybe that was the target audience? Maybe like just kind of like yeah. kids who grew up with Power Rangers, and like wouldn't it be great if when the Power Rangers hit the putties they exploded into gore?
1: Well, yeah, that, but the other thing too is realizing that both of these are based on comic books, kind of makes me wonder, like, because I'm not that. Uh, Fantasia is basically what you know, like, keeps me up to date on current popular. Okay. And so I'm, I'm, start, I'm wondering if it's if there's like maybe some level that I missed on it, like some kind of maybe it's even, even a parody of something, you know, or like done in a of a more tongue in cheek of something that already exists yeah and I mean, that's but, the thing like the it f- totally
0: yeah i sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm saying, it's totally possible that the manga is like made as like a post 90s kung fu kid show thing as yeah, like, exactly. like as a joke and there might be some kind of like not necessarily say a lot of nuance but like it might be like really really playing off of some Japanese stuff that we're not aware of right you well,
1: know I definitely agree with that and I think that applies a little bit to the second one if you want to move to the second one as well
0: sure uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. as the gods will. Yeah. So this one, I mean, uh, like, what, read the read the caption out, John. The guaranteed to delight those with a hankering for deathmatch survival mangas. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I was like, the fact that there's like deathmatch survival is, is a ju- genre. Is a genre.
1: Well, there are some every year. I think this isn't even the only one this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's also there's there's like assassination classroom. Yeah, that's no. It's the second way, assassination classroom. Yeah. Assassination <laughs> classroom was two years ago or last year. Oh yeah, I is, saw it and it yeah. was great. It was great. <laughs> but yeah, death match survival manga is like a genre into itself. I mean, like I think we've all kind of seen battle royal, yeah, probably, and it's just like spun yeah. spun off into this whole being like, you know what, school kids should be doing killing each other, killing each other.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting. I think in this case too, it's sort of. Uh, it directly comments on sort of like uh, the role of violence in society and some things like that. So okay. this one is more a little more sort of self-aware. Okay. It's also pretty silly, but it, it has more of sort of like a, a point and a, a political stance, if you will.
0: Okay. I mean, it's not um, like a big leap to make, I suppose, if there's like teenagers killing each other with like various methods of ultraviolence. You're like, hey, I wonder, right. if we, wonder how we got here. So is that exactly. is that the plot, or is there anything like interesting? That, um, this, this... Well,
1: yeah. So it is kind of interesting, but this is another thing that I think was kind of lost on me. So the the premise of it is uh, all the high schools in Japan like shut down; that they can't get out anymore. And in each high school, uh, all the students are subjected to a game. And the game is that it's always a traditional Japanese game, but like a really old game. Okay. And none of these really translate. Like, there's not an equivalent. In for any of the games to uh, to us, except there's ma- uh, Matroyoshka dolls, like uh, Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, yeah. So those are in there, but so that that's a kind of the level of game that we're talking about, like you know, like carved wood things from one a thousand years ago. That yeah. Like one one thing is uh, it's like a kind of a painted mustache head. Okay. And from what I understand, the concept is like you spin it, and then you can move, and then when it stops spinning, you have to freeze and if you don't freeze you lose
0: okay so like a and kind of like a top thing yeah kind of like a top and, but a in this context in what magazine.
1: happens if you're still moving when the top turns around and looks at you as your head explodes
0: right as because so, they, they have, do they is it like magic or do they have like exploding collars no
1: they don't have it's magic okay it's from the the toy
0: from the toy okay now because i was, I was yeah. wondering like which which flavor of like deathmatch survival it was or if it was like yeah if it was like a grisly, like dystopian one or if it's just like a magical they need to die
1: right no they need to die and also in in this specific case but only this one when their heads explode it explodes into blood and also like red marbles (laughs) which i don't know why of course but so there that might that might
0: be that might be one of those links to like the game that we just don't understand like Exactly. If you understood sure the game, you'd be like, "Oh, of course, marbles."
1: Exactly, and so and so. All, there are six or seven of these things in the uh, in the movie, all of which, like, sort of the characters have to figure out what the trick is to get around this game before everyone dies. Okay. And um. Did what? And so. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to
0: say, what's the setup? Like, they're Just like every year this just happens and no one no, can do anything about it? No, it just happens
1: randomly. happens <laughs> randomly and then a giant cube starts floating over Tokyo. Yeah. And then they're like, in this giant cube are trapped all of the high school students in Japan. And like, uh, we don't know how many have died. <laughs> and, and so everyone rushes out on the street and they're like, whoa, what's happening? And uh, I don't think it's broadcast, so I don't know what people are looking at. But uh,
0: They're just looking at the cube and hoping their like, yeah. teenage children are okay.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and uh yeah and so like it's a bit like Saw in that sense too where it's sort of like puzzle solving the characters are have to solve puzzles or they die
0: yeah okay so there's like a knack I guess to each room or yeah, game yeah exactly
1: but was and, it good and you know and there's always like there's a wild card teenager who's like a like a sociopath and he wants to set it up so that everyone dies and he wins and he doesn't care about saving anyone else and you know and then there's his like high school sweetheart and his friend that was like uh in love with him when they were like 10 or whatever and so you know like a lot of the
0: manga tropes are just around
1: yeah and it is fun it's fun for sure but i do think like part of it part of the fun i'm sure for japanese audiences is these games that they know right we don't know that are just kind of yelled at us (laughs) and so and you know it's japanese and, and all the uh the toys are, like, they scream, like, military style, like, ha, ha, and I don't know any Japanese, but, you know, like, sharp, like, uh, you know, je- military. Yeah, exactly. And so it's very fast before you understand what's going on. Right. And so you spend a lot of the thing just going, like, I'm not sure I understand the rules of this game, and then people are dying. One by
0: one. <laughs> so I guess it is if they made, like, Sorry. the North American remake, it would be, like, playing, like, Cribbage or whatever, and there'd yeah. be, like, they'd be, like, moving little jacks and, like, little, like, pegs and stuff and then be like, shit, yeah. and then, like, and I guess... Yeah, exactly. And I guess, like, the yeah, exactly, I suppose, like, they, they can just sort of, like, run through the rules because, like, a Japanese audience might, like, know the rules, but I guess it's just, like, super alienating to watch it in, like, North America and be like, yeah. all right, spinning mustache so, head game.
1: Yeah, it was fun, and but the the game that was the most perplexing to me, which didn't seem like a game, is... There's a snowboarding polar bear. That, that doesn't it doesn't seem
0: so much like a game so much as it seems like a snowboarding polar bear.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he's made of wood. He's like a carved snowboarding bear. With this is a traditional a Japanese a game, game, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> and, just checking. And, uh, and, and he, his game, is uh, he hates to lie. Everyone has to be white, 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 white. He hates dark, 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 darkness. Okay. So he's he asks people questions like what is your favorite food and everyone says their favorite food and he's like no nope, someone lie you figure out between yourselves who lied and i'll kill them so i don't know what that game is it's a dark game if it's a real japanese game which is figure out who's the liar and beat them up i guess <laughs> using this polar bear um it's the 1984
0: the game <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm trying to get my head around like what the actual version of this is, <laughs> like I guess like
1: there can't be one i can't I can't imagine like it's not really a game it's just kind of like like here to make them feel bad like <laughs> uh, no i can
0: okay no i can I can picture a children's game where this is like somewhat appropriate, which is like say like you had a game, and I remember kind of playing a game like this uh like camping where it's like one person was like holding a rock and everybody had to have their hand in a fist. And then, like, the team needed to decide, like, you, nobody was holding the rock, like, and everybody had to act like they were not holding the rock, and the team right. needed to decide who was holding the rock. Hmm. I see. So, and it was just, like, you tried to, like, figure it out, and you'd be like, no, it's totally me, and whatever, because, like, if and if you picked wrong, uh, the person was out. Like, if you were, like, it's you, and you open up your hand, right. you're like, it's mm-hmm. rock, and then you had to, like, so. switch... So,
1: so it's like that, but with a with a
0: snowboarding maybe racist polar bear,
1: and he, right. and he has like a huge um, like fish on his back, and the fish is the is the clock. Okay, it's like a dying fish, so he's like eight, seven, <laughs> six. So there's there's it's definitely fun. Yeah, like, there's a lot of fun and a lot of laughs in it, but and also felt the other thing that I felt was weird is like. It seems like as the movie goes, it slows down, like everyone pauses longer, takes longer to talk, (laughs) and so the movie really kind of hits a wall where it seems like they're, like, it's almost like they had to hit two hours or something, and so everything seems to just kind of slow down. All the games take longer to play, everyone speaks slower. (laughs) It kind (laughs) of sucks,
0: like, you feel like they would probably do that in reverse? Yeah. Like, you'd sort of, like, you'd start, like, with people slower and not really, like, kind of, like, taking their time to figure out the games and having time in between. Like, if you were just sort of, like, and then it gets more manic as as you, like.
1: Yeah, exactly. It actually goes back. So, the the first game is the most manic one, the one where their heads explode. Right. Um, And then everything, it just keeps getting slower. You know, like, it, it kind of blows its load early on, I would say.
0: <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> uh so we're just I guess we'll kind of like kind of like wrap up on the the Miki films before we move on to the next one. Uh who would you like would you recommend these films like do, do any of them appeal outside of the the Japanese Film um, sector, any of them have like a broader appeal? Who would you like? I
1: think if you enjoy Battle Royale, you can definitely give As the Gods Will a, a look like it's a lot stupider, it's a lot sillier, yeah. And yeah, because yeah, Battle, Battle Royale, Royale is... kind
0: of plays it straight, right? Like they're like yeah. th- you're kidnapped and you're on the island, and it's like there's no magic in talking polar bears,
1: exactly. And it has some pretty like harrowing or like you know, kind of like emotionally like resonant stuff in it, whereas this is just kind of silly the whole way, okay. Um, but. You know, it's it is fun. It is well made. Mm-hmm. They're both well made, but the other. I think Terraformers is more. There's only so much that anyone could have done with it, like right. Know, the like, special effects are so bad, and the concept is so strange that like, Power Rangers fighting not cockroaches, strange, kind of, racist. Right?
0: No, there'd be the, the movie's not racist. So wait, hang on, I'm guessing just to, to go back to Terraformers. <laughs> like, I yes. guess in the manga, the cockroaches are just big black dudes, because that's really racist.
1: Well, no, they're are still there are cockroaches, but they're just they're supposed to represent, I guess, yeah, I guess like like uh, I, I,
0: exactly, they're cockroaches, culture. but the cockroaches evolved into black people, like in
1: the manga. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, holy yeah. shit, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I think that's like, a, it's a common criticism. I think even by <laughs> Japanese people who are like, well, Japan is quite racist, but this is some other shit. Like, what is going on
0: here? This is like <laughs> super overt racism, exactly. even by Asian standards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even by like traditional Asian standards Uh, so and now so I guess I don't mean are you you generally like a Takashi Miike fan like would you say these are like representative of his his work in general
1: to be honest uh, like I was looking at his filmography after I saw these two and I was like oh I haven't watched the Takashi Miike movie in some time so the last few years really, like, flew by me, and I didn't really see them. Okay. But it's very different, like, from the ones that I have seen, like, from way back, you know, like, uh, Audition or... Yeah. Uh, even Well, the Happiest ha- so of the Categories is, I think, my favorite Takashi Mickey movie, and it's just, like, an insane, like, gore musical. Like, yeah, yeah, of, like, yeah. Sound of, yeah. That, to me, is, like, sort of the, the nucleus, and then you have all the movies that c- kind of branch out in different ways from that one. Yeah, like some of it goes like sillier, some
0: of it goes more gory, some of it's more serious. Yeah, like, Exactly. Yeah. I would
1: say that this is like a smaller branch, but you know, as a gods will I think is kind of fun. There are Mars I I would I wouldn't necessarily recommend. Even though I thought it was great, but I I don't think it's it's anything to uh get bowled over
0: by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I like uh as the God's will kind of seems like something that i could like easily like throw on with like a group of people to be like let's watch this craziness right and uh and just kind of go with that so and then you watched a serious cowboy movie
1: uh yeah it's actually not that serious but no? uh in a valley of violence the most recent film by ty west right and that one is for sure like it is going to come out in theaters i'm almost certain what well, is ethan hawk right yeah ethan hawk and john travolta wow okay and uh <laughs> yeah uh and who else is in it uh james ranson i don't know if you saw tangerine that came out last year no
0: that doesn't ring about that
1: movie was from iphones
0: oh yeah yeah i mean i remember i remember the movie yeah, like he's
1: also in sinister too anyway he's kind of like a like a weasley looking like skinny guy he plays a lot of like drug addicts and like, okay and and, um yeah so it's by ty west who did you know the uh, house of the devil and keepers and uh, i think he had a short in both of the vhs films yeah exactly
0: i i, I liked his shorts a lot uh Innkeepers, i was like i know it has like a it has a following but i really like it didn't do it for me i thought it was kind of like too slow and i guess it, his whole point was to do a, i guess a more traditional ghost story as right. opposed to kind of like telling a horror like i got what he was going for it just kind of kind of didn't do it for me and i didn't end up seeing uh, house of the devil house of the devil
1: house of the devil is very uh also very slow it's like a, it's an homage to sort of slow low-budget haunted house or like satanic panic horror movies okay um i guess and um you know i like it a lot as like a, for a style of it and sort of like the i always like when someone goes throttle into a a genre by making it just as boring as that genre is <laughs> You you know, exactly. they're they're like, you know like what the genre doesn't have
0: the genre. Like if the like kind of like playing it the way it was back in the day. The example
1: would be something like forty five minutes of people talking before they start stomping and driving cars around because back then, you know, you couldn't you didn't have the budget to make a car stomping movie that was ninety minutes of stomping. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, like if you, you if you
0: watch Bullet, like which is the longest car chase in the like in the world, the right. beginning of that movie's very slow. Like Yeah. And You're like and it's well, basically the foundation of Car chase films <laughs> like,
1: exactly So I, in this sense what he did here is not the same thing so um, it's a Western but I wouldn't say that it has like the a particular pastiche of, of a particular director or a, a subgenre of Western. It's just kind of straight western but if I had to describe any like it like any other movie I would say it's kind of like John Wick if John Wick was a Western. Okay. That's high praise
0: um, where we come from. John Wick is a great fucking
1: movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like that. It's, it's it's funnier. I would say like it, it's somewhere between in Bruges and John Wick. Both of those are
0: great movies. See.
1: In a Valley of Violence. It's a, uh, you know, kind of like a dark Western. Like it has definitely like some dark comedic elements to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, great performance design. Just to sum it up like quickly. Um, Ethan Hawk is this guy this drifter and he comes to this small village mm-hmm. and uh he immediately gets in trouble with the son of the deputy the deputy is played by John Travolta so the son of the deputy is like well I'm going to show you who's boss in this town and then uh oh, this is a spoiler by the way okay is there like a it's town a,
0: that I, you I, yeah I feel we're, we're far enough along into the podcast that we could we can spoil okay. we'll just like there's
1: a definite spoiler but it's also kind of necessary uh, <laughs> to, they, like,
0: to understand the rest of the conversation.
1: Yeah, they, they straight up, they kill his dog, and they push him <laughs> off a cliff.
0: So it is John Wick.
1: It is John Wick. It's exactly, and the dog's very cute. Dog- <laughs>
0: of course, you don't kill ugly dogs on screen. <laughs> like, What would be the point yeah, of that? Oh, it
1: gets killed on screen, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it also is in the movie for a much longer time than the dog is in John Wick. But the dog is a straight, the only character for the first 40 minutes, except for Ethan Hawke.
0: Okay, so it's like it's just Dang. like it's a it's a man and his dog film for like the beginning, and then it's like yeah. boom, dog is dead. So dog really, is dead. You're really invested to dog.
1: Yeah, and uh, which is a kind of a ballsy thing. Like I saw two two movies where the dog dies in the same week. The other one was Wiener Dog, but I thought, oh shit, spoiler alert on that too. But I guess <laughs> it's a movie about a dog, and the the dog dies in it. Um, which most movies about dogs, I feel the dog dies at the end, doesn't it? Classy. Like, yeah (laughs) or uh, Old Yeller yeah well did you see
0: Uh, I mean I guess this is this is like spoilers for another film but like and there was another there was was a film that is also screening that I won't necessarily spoil but it's a film where they're they're kind of playing it like the dog like it's it's not a the dog is not a major crux of the film but they play it that, that the dog could die right and then but the dog actually gets through right but then there's another dog dies
1: so all right. I feel like maybe I've have seen a lot of movies in the last uh, ten days, so I'm very <laughs> confused that there's a lot of dogs. It's such it's a, I find it such
0: an easy way to pull on the audience' heartstrings as you just like cause yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. care so much more about dogs than humans in film. For, for
1: sure. I have a friend who who cries like when the dog dies. Yeah, we we uh, have
0: a, we have a friend too who's like he can watch like the goriest like splatterfest yeah, yeah. films in the world, but if like if a dog just gets like hit by a car, he's like no, you no know one told me like what was it? It was True <laughs> Detective, not True Detective. Fargo. Yeah, he was like, we we recommended watching the first season of Fargo, and he was like, legitimately upset that there was like a dog killing in the second episode. He's like, (laughs) why didn't you warn me? I'm like, it's Fargo, man. Like, obviously, fucking TV show, man. Yeah, but it's also Fargo. There's gonna be some death and stuff. Like, that's what it's about. He's like, yeah, but the dog has no problem with a person getting hacked to pieces, but a dog. Uh, Yeah. So back to In the Valley of Violence. So Ethan Hawke, I guess, like, is now has a thirst for revenge, exactly, because his best friend is dead.
1: Exactly. So he sets out to kill sort of all the, uh, the the kid, the, the deputy's son, and his um, his henchmen. Right. And then so he's an evil deputy. Funny... Pardon me?
0: He's like an evil deputy. Well. Or the kid that's is.
1: Interesting too, because he he does end up being a bad guy, but he's a real bad guy. Okay. Like he's always like, no, don't fuck this, don't make this any worse for me. I'm the fucking deputy. Like you can't just just go around like killing people and hurting them. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't want any trouble but then when there's trouble it's like well you know i have to take care of this and he like sides of the like, sun yeah, yeah exactly and and he and it's played by john travolta who i think is having kind of like a little renaissance now with, in his career like he seems a little more self-aware now like a little silly even at times like another renaissance yeah like because he already well, got I mean,
0: to, he already had the pulp fiction renaissance right
1: yeah, but that didn't last that long, I feel like. There was like a, kinda like
0: there was like a little period where John DeVolta, like play. kinda kinda <laughs> became like at least like high B list, you know, again yeah. based on that. But then he screwed it up with his Scientology nonsense. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well yeah, and then and the thing now too is like sort of um they, he was for too long getting cast as like kind of younger and more attractive than he actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, like with all the stupid hair pieces and this shit. Like, and and it was kind of like yeah, we were trying to kid John Travolta. Like, yeah, we'd always on, have to not... buy
0: him as like believably sexy.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and
0: you're like he's not. No, but Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
1: He's all bald and fat now. It's like, well, we don't like you know, and it's fine. And there's nothing wrong with being an actor who's bald and fat. But yeah.
0: just do yeah. the Marlon Brando thing
1: exactly and that's what it seems to be like with his role in uh the oj simpson uh miniseries yeah and on this. The thing. Like he's, he's he's getting more interesting in his work but anyway like just to sum it up like in the valley of violence it's it's a very kind of dark comedy very uh very snappy like good dialogue it's not it doesn't it's not very original in in what happens and it's uh How's the in its narrative?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, how's the how does like the action kind of fare? Because I'm like, I mean, obviously you made, you made the comparison to John Wick, and like John Wick kind of like stood on its action, like, like that. Yeah,
1: it's it's not the same kind of action, obviously, because it's it's cowboy. Yeah, of so, course, but, like, but, but it, yeah, it's uh it, it is similar. Like John Wick to me had a bit of like a. Uh, Video game feel, also, where you know, there's just like kind these bosses that he had to yeah, get. Yeah, exactly. There, there's, like, all...
0: there's like swarms of like low rank guys from to beat, and yeah. then he kind of like gets to the boss and then he beats the boss.
1: Yeah, and then there's like Willem Dafoe or John Leguizamo, and then the, the, you know, like someone you recognize. And... Yeah, so it's not, it's, it's a bit, there's only four, four guys that he, he's hunting, so it's not that, um, you know, not so much like an action movie. There's no swarming. There's none of that. But it's a. Uh, there's also a great. There's a guy that they call Tubby in it, who's mm-hmm. like one of the uh, four uh, or three henchmen. Okay. Who's played by I don't know what the name. The actor's name, but he's a playwright mostly. Okay. And uh, and uh, he has a. He's great. Like everyone calls him Tubby, and they're like, "You're, you're useless, Tubby." And and he kind of stands nice. up and and like um, reverts sort of the stereotype of that character in. Uh, like that trope of like kind of like the dumb slow fat guy yeah yeah. which is it's interesting but uh you know like as i said it's it's not that original i just thought it was a lot of fun i I didn't have that high expectations of it just because ty west is sort of a horror guy and i was thinking maybe you know he might just
0: just trying to branch out for the sake of branching out and it might not might not work out but, I mean, exactly. I think there's, like, yeah, there's definitely, like, a place for, like, a fun, like, violent Western at Fantasia, right? Like,
1: it's... Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alex, you, you said I you said saw the other one. You I said In Bruges,
0: when you were comparing this to movies before, and In Bruges struck me a film that had some of the best dialogue, the best developed characters. Did this movie... Right. Was this movie, like, like good in terms of developing the characters?
1: Yeah, uh, I think what, what it lacks or what it doesn't have in that sense is sort of the camaraderie of the characters. Mm-hmm. But I think because they're trapped, I think w- what reminded me of this is sort of like this, the, this sort of like off cu- off the cuff dialogue. Like it's not very tough guy. They don't, it doesn't take itself that seriously, and it's very contained within the town, sort of in the way that in Bruges was. Where right. w- watching it, you're, you kind of get like a sense of the geography of it, or at least of their surroundings. And so you're kind of like, well, if he's here, then the other guy must be coming around the corner. Like you. They do a good job of sort of setting this up, like as a, as a space, yeah. In the phys- the actual physical space. Of the thing, and I, and like I, I couldn't give you like a specific example of the of the dialogue, but it has that kind of dark, uh, comedy dialogue. you know, like kind of it's almost more British or or Irish sort okay. of pattern that they have. Cool. Um, there's not that many American movies that I would say like, or at least none that spring to mind when I think of the way that they. The writing
0: is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, I mean, I guess, like, you have, like, the stock movies and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, a lot of the Guy Ritchie like stuff, like, they kind of have that quick, like, little back and forth banter style that American movies yeah, yeah, usually do. Yeah, even, uh,
1: like... even, uh, Song of the Dead or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I decided, yeah.
0: we, uh, we also, we watched, uh, Outlaws and Angels, which was the other Western right. this year. Did you see that one? I haven't seen it, no. Oh, okay. It I want to, right? yeah, we, we enjoyed it a lot. I just, I wanted to know how it, like, how it, how it stood up. Um, so I think I think that's it for us and Alex. We talked about those three movies. Is there is there anything else you want to any, anything you really wanted to say, Alex, about any of these movies that we haven't gotten to?
1: Uh, no, I think uh, I think yeah. Uh, I know that In the Valley of uh, Violence is coming out in October, so that'll be easy. Like I think it'll be around. It's the kind of thing. It's one of those Fantasia movies that you kind of get because it's close to the release and it's got big actors and stuff but yeah. it's really not so sort of, it's it's quite good i enjoyed it a lot i think i'm gonna watch it again when it comes out um so that's that's a big
0: that's a big uh, endorsement right there a yeah. big
1: endorsement i never rewatch movies because i don't have time because they're they keep making movies every week i have to watch them is
0: <laughs> so. making like 10
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> even if i had to only watch takashi miike movies twice like that would be like the end of my career <laughs> i would just be have to devote my whole time to that
0: yeah so. yeah yeah Because so this one's gonna get a wide release the the, the mikay ones are usually pretty easily they. but yeah. they usually show up all over the place on video on demand and everything like uh, yeah so those are those are probably pretty easy to get also cool man yeah. thanks well. a lot alex well thanks for having me that uh, was our pleasure we might do this again next week and we can talk about a few more movies
1: Cool. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to be watching more movies. I'll have some See you in
0: That'll happen. Hey, guys. It's me again. Uh, just a quick reminder. 9 to is a fan made fan supported website that means we don't have uh, any sort of an advertising budget the only way we really have to get our name out there is by our fans uh, sharing us liking us and supporting us so if you enjoy uh, what we're doing um, like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter we're there uh, tell your friends that this podcast is happening and it's a lot of fun uh, also if you like what we're doing we do have uh, a podcast for the rest of the year john and i uh, called nine to five entertainment system that we do with the other founders of the sites uh, scott and sophie and we also have another podcast that we do uh, through the rest of the year called uh, go plug yourself for myself and walter j ling uh, talk to people that have interesting stuff coming up in montreal so uh, once again like us on facebook follow us on twitter we're on both of them Uh, if you see us at the festival come say hey and uh, keep listening and keep enjoying the show we're going to try to keep having episodes pretty much on a daily basis Fantasia has been so great so far so uh, yeah I'm done, here we go thanks for listening we're not working, why should you? thanks for listening